Hello and welcome to another episode of Drive and Double Feature Podcast. I'm Nathan. I'm Ryan. And before we get into this week's movie, I want to talk to you about our Patreon over at patreon.com slash drive and double feature podcast. We have plenty of bonus episodes where we just kind of have off the cuff fun conversations and you can get all that content for just $5 a month. And if you support us there, you'll help support the show and keep us going. But the movie this week on this Tuesday edition is The Lady in Red. From 19- I love that song. I- that's uh, yes the song and anytime i mention this movie i think i mentioned it to my fiance and my parents they thought of the song first that has nothing to do with this movie nothing the movie the movie predates the song <laughs> yes it does yeah um yeah because it was made in 1979 directed by lewis teague and it actually is the return of somebody uh, the person who wrote this is John Sales, the director of Brother from Another Planet. Um, an early Roger Corman work, uh, another returning person here, another Roger Corman film. But it's been a little bit since we've been done a Roger Corman film, I think. Yeah, I mean, as soon as I, I mean, I, I didn't know anything about the movie. So as soon as we sat down and watched it and it says New World Pictures, I'm like... <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> New, New World <laughs> Pictures are bread and butter, you know. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, there's gonna be, there's gonna be lots of uh, nudity in this movie, isn't there? And I'm like, oh, yep, 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 wasn't of, wrong. Of course, of course. It's um, a Nathan special. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest, the reason I picked this is I saw the poster. It looked cool. The description looked pretty cool. Um, I thought it was going to be a movie about John Dillinger. It kind of isn't. But it is considered a part of the Dillinger exploitation thing that was going on in the 70s. John, John Dillinger is barely in this movie. Yeah, I think he shows up maybe 50 minutes into the movie. Uh, well, the Dillinger gang gets mentioned, but they don't really, the main guy isn't in it until way late into the movie. This movie is actually kind of like a early 1900s, uh, around the 30s, uh, tragic tale of one woman. It, it's actually a really interesting movie. You can tell it's low budget and, of course, it's full of sex and violence, but it's actually a very drama-heavy movie. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like girl who comes from small town and then has like her you know gets kind of corrupted by all these different people (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then but it's kind of like her rise to fame or kind of yeah kind of kind of rise and fall from grace i guess but it's all of her um yeah just all of her trials and tribulations this lady in red um yeah i mean there's a lot to unpack from this movie but i will say I actually quite enjoyed this movie. Uh, it, it hit like a nice sweet spot because I really have a, like a, I, I love movies set in this time period, made in this time period, like the movie Ragtime, where uh, it's kind of a more seedy look at this period in history um, because this movie deals with like prostitution, women's rights, uh, just overall crime in general. It, it's kind of, 
big in scope for such a low budget. Yeah, I I wasn't that big of a fan of it. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, that's okay. No worries. Um, I will say though the the last like like towards like the end when they're actually doing like the heist part of the movie that is like to me when I'm like it's like oh man that was actually I like that part. Why can't I get more of that? And, but, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. No, I, I totally get that because I do think the movie really gets going there. I think overall getting to that point with John Dillinger, it is a slow process. You know, it's a very slow buildup to those scenes because, you know, it, and, and it's kind of one of those, what do you call it? Um, uh, tragedy porn, I think is the term people use um, because you know, she gets caught up in a crime thing. She doesn't even mean to. And then a guy's like, I'm a reporter. You want to <laughs> come here? And then he completely takes advantage of her and just like throws her away almost. Yeah. So, I mean, that's to me, it's it, this movie kind of falls into the it's a little too sleazy. I mean, that's just like there's so many scenes where it's just like, let's just show nudity because and then she mm-hmm. she she joins a brothel and so the whole movie is just her selling her body and then Mm -hmm. it's you know in the beginning of the movie she is like a very innocent girl she doesn't really care for sex all that much and then when she becomes a uh, prostitute (laughs) she's just so over it she's just like oh yeah give it to me and i just yeah (laughs) doesn't doesn't even like it anymore it's so boring to her yeah yeah exactly and then whenever she does feel liberated from that is later in the movie when john dylan just like i don't really care if you slept with a bunch of other people and that's when she was the happiest um but yeah i mean that that's honestly what it is because Speaking of nudity, just for the sake of nudity, she ends up going to prison, which of course she does. Uh, and there's that one scene where all the women are just standing around naked, just so yeah. many women in a row, just naked for absolutely no reason. Full frontal uh, butt shots. It's just like a, like a room of like 30 naked women. It's just like, uh. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, all right, I guess. Um, there, there are um, there are some characters that do pop up here, though. There's the character of Rose, which I like a lot, um, mm-hmm. who actually shows up a little bit earlier whenever she works for a, um, oh God, what do you call it? Uh, she sews clothes. She she makes clothing and fabric, and um, they just become good buddies. And of course, they both get picked on by the uh, the foreman who's played by dick miller which i'm surprised i don't think we've ever seen him before which i'm sure no. we'll see him many more times but <laughs> no and i was i i was when i saw him i'm like oh <laughs> dick miller <laughs> so <laughs> yeah I was, so that just and he, of course he, that's the other thing too every a lot of these guys are just so sleazy like i said it's just like he's sleazy the girl the reporter she meet he's real sleazy the only two people, only two like guys that she's with that are not Slizzy are John Dillinger and uh, one of my favorite actors, Robert Forster, shows <laughs> yeah. up. <laughs> you know, this role is uncredited, and I tried to find why he's uncredited for this because he's in, it's not like a bit part. He he shows up. Um, uh, I actually 
saw why it was uncredited is okay. uh, he so he the director of this also did the movie Avalanche, which also had Robert Forster and yeah, they and he had a much larger role in that movie. And uh, I think he said like, oh, yeah, I'll do your next movie, too. And I guess his agent at the time, they're like, it was such a small part. They're like, don't even we don't even want you build on this movie because it's so the part is so small. That sucks because I actually really like this character. And he, it's not yeah. that small. There's much smaller bits in this movie than that role. Um, and I mean, he does. A, okay. he, he arguably has more screen time than John Dillinger. <laughs> yeah, he, I think he's maybe more important to the whole plot. Um, yeah, you know, it, it, Christopher Lloyd shows up as well. I can't believe that as a mob boss. Um, maybe the cheapest part of this movie is his makeup because he has a scar on his face and it it looks rough it looks nothing like real it looks like somebody just got like a like just like oh let me just dab you with this paintbrush yeah yeah it it's rough and i christopher lord lloyd playing a mob boss at least in this movie it just doesn't work for me i don't think he's a good pick no well i mean he's not even i mean because he has a very well he's called frog nose but his actual name is a very Italian sounding name. I can't remember the name, but it's very Italian and he's not even close to Italian sounding or anything like that. He doesn't even have like a New York accent or anything. It's just very, I don't know. It doesn't seem like Christopher Lloyd, like I'm not frightened by Christopher Lloyd as like a big heavy type of character where he does work as a villain. It's something like who framed Roger rabbit where he plays like, a psychopath <laughs> yeah he can bring that crazy element and i mean like and i wonder what made them pick him because i'm pretty sure he was on the tv show taxi playing yeah a very com- playing a very comedic role in that i think like he had established himself there but i mean it was a paycheck i'm sure it was like oh let's get christopher lloyd in here yeah also i think before this he was in one flew over the cuckoo's nest yes he was with co-star louise fletcher who is also in this after winning her oscar i think this is her third movie after winning best actress um but yeah i i don't know i mean because that's a, that was a huge role like that's like iconic role she yeah. did yeah and i think afi picked her the number one villain of all time in movies right something like that at least it's up there and i, I mean i'd have to agree because that, that character is horrible <laughs> but but it's not that far removed so i'm just i'm i guess i'm more wondering is this a is she just like oh these roles are kind of drying up here and i gotta kind of take what i can get or is she just genuinely interested in doing something like this you know i'm not i'm not too sure she she's an actress who has always intrigued me because i mean she's always done different things like i feel like looking at her like career she would go on to do like she was in the exorcist too, but that was a high profile movie. Oh, um, excellent movie. Yeah. <laughs> Mama Dracula, Firestarter, Brain Invader from Mars. She just kind of like did roles. I don't know. Maybe that's what she enjoyed doing. I think the only other thing I remember her from is I want to say, Oh, uh, she was in shameless that show with, uh, um, God, what's his name? Uh, William H. Macy. 
Oh yes, yeah. He he. She actually plays his mom on that show. Oh really? Interesting. Yeah. yeah lo- looking at her, she was on Star Trek: Deep Space Nine and like got nominated for Emmys on there. So she's done a lot of TV work too, I guess. So, um, but uh, she does. I mean, she's good in the movie. I mean, yeah. I don't. She's not bad or anything. Um, I I don't know. I mean, there's a lot I do like about the movie, but I don't know. I just I because I do like a lot of the action sequences. This movie is very bloody in a lot very. of scenes. Yes, yeah. And I was comparing it to like movies like Ragtime and stuff. It is the sex violent exploitation version of that for sure. Because there, it, it's very violent. Very. I was, oh, I was gonna say the thing I kept getting vibes from was uh, Bonnie and Clyde. A lot. Yeah, I think that's main, definitely uh, Bonnie and Clyde knockoff for sure. Ten years later, but it definitely gives off that vibe. Yeah. Um, I mean, the main star, she's really good. Uh, I don't yeah. know. Like, but but I, John Dillinger, though, is just totally forgettable for that, me. That's my issue with it. And I, and I think maybe that's why it's good we didn't focus that much about Dillinger. Because uh, Pamela Sue Martin plays our main our lead act she's our lead actress great i think she does an excellent job she goes through all emotions and then when she gets to dillinger it's like why are you in love with this character he's so boring he doesn't do anything well i mean he's not like super suave or anything like that i mean he just kind of just i mean even when like when he first meets her at this diner that she's a waitress at he's really pushy like she's like hey leave me alone he's like let me just follow you home or hey you want to go watch a movie together and she and finally she just goes to the movie because he just (laughs) he just bugs her to death yeah he even he's like oh i'll buy us popcorn and i'll put it in the seat between us while we go see this movie um in which i guess won her over and she's like invigorated (laughs) by him it, it was the popcorn it was uh a lot of movie talk in this in this uh, in this movie that King Kong gets brought up. Um, I'm completely yeah. forgetting the movie at the beginning, but a musical. Uh, they bring up quite a few movies. Brings up a good time and setting. I feel like um, that's what that's what her and Dillinger do a lot. They actually go to the movies a lot. And the the spoiler when John Dillinger guns down, he they come out of the movie theater. <laughs> huge spoiler how the john dillinger got shot in the theater what john uh, dillinger dies yeah um i i think this scene is good uh because you know what it is is it paint the papers paint her as the one who rats out john dillinger to the fbi but it's actually louis fletcher's character doing it so she can stay in the country and it, basically her life gets ruined after this point uh not not too much so because there is a big bank robbery plot but christopher walken does try to kill her and lloyd. everything what did i say christopher walken he did yeah christopher lloyd is going after her and you, everything you know I, I i think christopher walken could have pulled it off christopher walken's played a mob boss a, a couple times i think he could have made it work <laughs> um but yeah and and then the bank robbery happens and this one and then it goes like into full heist mode right where i i love the i love the setup because they have an old guy on the team and they have him in a wheelchair and that's like their ploy to get him in 
Well, yeah, I, so I, I do like the setup for it. I, I just think it took a long time to get there. I would have liked this to be like maybe this part to be like the halfway point where mm-hmm. like maybe Dillinger gets shot at the halfway point and then the, the rest of the movie is them planning out the highest. I think it maybe would have worked a little better for me. But yeah. um, I, I do like how they introduce the characters because the old guy is a uh, bartender at one of the... Um, uh, the brothel that she works at and uh, mm-hmm. they're like oh you used to be a big time gangster what did you rob people off your horse <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but that, that's because he's the one that kind of plans the whole robbery because he's the only one that actually had experience robbing the bank yeah yeah and I think his plan is really good um, so I also have an idea and you might think I'm crazy for this yeah. I All think right. you're crazy. I know, I know. But so you said this movie should have made the halfway point this bank robbery. And I totally agree with you, but I think they could have added another hour onto this and still make that the halfway point and have robberies after that. Maybe not the tragic downfall because the robbery doesn't work, but still make it this huge epic. Not that Roger Corman would ever do that. He, of course, he's not, he's not going to be like, yeah, make that movie three hours. But, you know, I think that would have been interesting for this script. I, you know, I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Maybe with a different director. But, <laughs> I could see that, yeah. But um, not to say that it's directed horribly or anything, but there's just a lot of fluff in here. I think they could cut out a lot of stuff in here that I didn't think was necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but I, you know, I would be, I wouldn't be opposed to that sort of thing where like the first half of like, maybe like you said, so like, so two and a half hour long movie is what you're saying. And then maybe, yeah. So maybe like 75 minutes of the movie is her life story and how she got up to meeting Dillinger. And then the other 75 minutes is them doing the robbery. Yeah. 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 I think that could work. Yeah. I think that would work really well. Kind of like maybe not as long, but a once upon a time in an America deal where we really get that intro, the build up, and all that. But yeah, maybe a different director would be better, even though, you're telling me the guy who made Cat's Eye and Jewel of the Nile can't make a great movie? I've never seen either of those movies. I'm just talking. Out of my is, Jewel, is, is Jewel of the Nile the Romance in the Stone sequel? <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, uh, I haven't even seen the, the sequel to that, so. Yeah, and then uh, Collision Course, the uh, <laughs> the Jay Leno, Pat Morita cop, buddy cop movie. He also made hey, that. I always see that movie on HBO Max and I'm like, I'm like, I'm what, what's the deal with that movie? Yeah, it, that's one we definitely have to cover one day. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, but we, unfortunately we can't get the two and a half hour long cut of this movie. We have what it is now. Um, and I, and the bank robbery stuff is good. Like you said, I feel like maybe the buildup because it does happen really fast the idea of the bank robbery happens like right after Dillinger gets shot and maybe there's like 15 minutes left in the movie and that's just kind of the finale yeah i just like i said it's too short i'm it, yeah. it, they i mean they had like the one scene where they're planning out the bank robbery and they're kind of doing like a little dry run or whatever and then it's like okay we're a bank robbery time yeah exactly it's like oh now let's have this fun little heist thing but then it gets dark so fast when they drive away and the car driver just gets shot in the head and the Mm -hmm. car flips and everything and it's just like it's like absolute hell um there's there's like a kid on the team who like sacrifices his life for for a kiss 
Yeah, I didn't like that character that much because, <laughs> well, because there's the one scene where uh, after John Dillinger dies, she's like, oh, she's like looking for a place and she goes and stays with this kid at his place. And then mm-hmm. he starts to like force himself onto her and, and he's like, she's like, what are you doing? He's like, well, everyone else has slept with you. Why can't I have a turn? Yeah, and so messed like, up. And he's like, oh yeah, and you, I've given you a place for two weeks. I gave you my own bed. You might as well you know give me something in return and then like, she's like and then uh, yeah she's like he's like all right i'll sleep on the floor then yeah <laughs> luckily she stuck is stuck to her guns she she yeah. is a, she is a strong character i will say that i mean she ends up in bad situations but she definitely fights for others puts herself uh, up for other people um even Speaking if technically that, she's not oh. a good person oh go ahead oh i was gonna say uh what did you think of her and uh, that prison warden woman or whatever <laughs> so silly <laughs> well i think that i, I think it's interesting because you know she like beats the crap out of the prison warden because the prison warden is just a crazy racist hates all races in general um and she sticks up for for them and uh yeah she beats the crap out of them and then as soon as that scene's over she's like hey um I'll, I'll go prostitute outside a prison for you. Uh, I'll, I'll pay you a fee. <laughs> yeah, like well, well, she does that, though, to protect her friend because her friend is very sick or she has, yes, like, yeah. tuberculosis or something like that. And mm-hmm. she's like, if you leave my friend alone and don't make her work, I'll, I'll go turn, you know, go prostitute myself. Yeah. And she's like, oh, that's going to cost you a double, honey. <laughs> yeah and what a what an awful deal like uh, you get out of prison and you have to be a prostitute and pay her um all your then, money just goes there yeah yeah and then and then her friend dies the prison warden ends up like stabbing her for uh, no, oh yeah another really violent scene yes yeah it was like really violent and bloody i felt really bad because i mean this rose character did nothing wrong once again another character that's just like genuinely good and just gets murdered yeah and well i mean she gets her come kind because of, in the same scene all the other prisoners uh, yeah. uh gang up on her and just stab her to death in like a big circle it's very another very violent death yes yeah um yeah you know corman he probably was in the background like get that violence up we can make this a little more violent you make it a little more bloody he's like can we get these women topless too <laughs> <laughs> oh you said she was gonna leave to be a construction worker no make her a prostitute be much uh, easier <laughs> i could see something like that they just they, they make they make her do something totally <laughs> normal and then they're like oh uh now she's a prostitute <laughs> yeah oh man but no i mean that's this movie in general uh i i really well did you have any more input for like any scenes or anything um no i mean like i said it's i didn't i also so i didn't hate it i just didn't i didn't love mm-hmm. it yeah and uh um i personally would not give it a recommend i mean i just i mean like i said the bank heist is really good but for me like the the end result wasn't worth the journey yeah yeah i gotcha um me i i'm gonna this is a roger ebert gene siskel thumb up thumb down deal well yeah you i know you said you didn't like dislike it but i recommend it 
I recommend it. I think it's a very interesting exploitation movie. It, it's kind of like, I don't know. It, it definitely has the trappings with nudity and violence, but tries for something more. And I find that really interesting. So I say check it out. I think that about covers it for Lady in Red, right? Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, Ryan, what are we even covering on Thursday? Well, Nathan, uh, we are going to be covering... 1976 the little girl who lives down the lane and this is available on prime so you can check it out there with us all right and i'm excited to watch that one but if you want to email us you can email us at driving double feature podcast at gmail.com and also you can follow us at didf pod over on twitter we love to see you over there but until next time until next time